are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work and equipping organizations to do the same for their employees. And it was originally inspired by the meaning and work research I've been doing over the last 15 years and now complements the work I do at Insignium, which is a global management consulting firm. I'll get to the program in just a moment, but first, a thank you to my media partner and sponsor, Jobbing.com. They are the leading locally focused job board in the nation, and they're dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard while giving job seekers control over their search so they can find work close to home. Great partnership. Thank you, Jobbing.com. Last week, we were on the air with Millie Brown, an award-winning author, columnist, and the founder and publisher of Brown Books Publishing Group, which is a full-service independent publisher committed to producing high-quality, award-winning books of all genres. She helped us understand traditional publishing in relation to the relationship publishing disruptive trend she's been employing to distinguish her business over the last several years. And she gave us some sage advice to aspiring authors who want to get their book to market. Very inspiring entrepreneur who taught us a lot. For this week's conversation, with me is Craig Carter, who is a local information technology executive here in Dallas with over 20 years of industry experience. Craig is passionate about career coaching and helping others achieve their career goals and has developed a unique approach to coaching and developing a leadership brand. We'll be talking about his approach to coaching and how he helps professionals develop their leadership brand here on the show today. He joins me right here from my office studio where we're also broadcasting via Facebook Live. Craig, it's a pleasure to have you with me. Welcome to Working on Purpose. Thank you. Glad to be here. Isn't this fun? We've been talking about this for a while, and here we, we are finally doing it. We have. Um, it's been good. It's great to have our folks here from, from Facebook Live with us, too. Thanks for joining us. And as I told them, please do in with your questions, your comments, anything you might like him to talk about, because this is your show, too. So to get us started here, Craig, just a little bit for, I know you, obviously, because I've been, I've, I guess we figured out it's been about five or six years now, but what's your background for our listeners? Yeah, so I think I'll start off by describing that I was raised in a military family, which did help shape who I am today and the diversity of thought and ideas that uh, that I possess. Um, just having to 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 move every couple of years, lived uh, I lived in different cultures, met different people, and and that definitely shaped me into who I am today. But uh, a little more uh, recent than that is, um, as you mentioned, um, I'm a, an IT professional, and uh, I you know I realized early on at least that uh, IT was for me. One of the um, fortunate things that occurred to me is my, my parents introduced uh, my siblings and I to computers at a very early age. And so I had the, the fortune, I guess, or the, the, the blessing to, to know early on that technology was something that I was going to ultimately end up doing. And so I was probably in grade school when this happened. So, um, so technology shaped me. Right. Uh, I've always been a part of, uh, I've always had technology around me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, when I went off to, to, to college that, you know, it was just natural that I would study and focus in, um, in, in technology. And, uh, and so, yeah. And, and after college, definitely, uh, moved into, uh, in, into the industry, uh, served in uh, lots of different roles, individual contributor roles, uh, technical for, for a portion of my career, and then uh, then moved into more of a, a leadership role and, uh, and where um, I got an opportunity at that point to 
not only just to understand the, the nuts and bolts of the technology, but more importantly, how organizations use technology to gain a competitive advantage. And so that's the sweet spot that, that I've discovered is where I, I, I love to, to play and, and spend my time. So I got to say two things to that. First, for those listeners out there who haven't quite gotten the traction that Craig got when he was very young, don't hate him, okay? <laughs> I hear that all the time. Is I wish that I could figure out what I want to be when I grow up, and let alone that you did it way back then is so admirable. And really want to encourage people to help their kids to do that. That's one of my big my, one of my big passions. And then the other thing that I want to say too is with regard to the research that I've done with how people experience meaning in their work. You have clearly found something that fits you, that fits who you are, how you think, how you tend to see the world, and how, and then allows you to make a contribution. Yeah. And and so the work that I've been doing for me, I, I listen to how people talk about their work and what, what what it means to them. You remind me that the whole reason I started investigating meaning in work some years ago was because I was recruiting information technology professionals back then, and I wanted to know who they were and how they were connected to their work. And I remember asking one of our consultants at the time, who was a software engineer at um, Boeing at the time, and he said that the reason he got into IT was because he thought it would have the second greatest impact on mankind, second only to fire. And I thought, you know what? If I could walk into work feeling like that every day, that'd be pretty good. That's awesome. Right? So <laughs> you just gave me that wonderful, wonderful memory. So thanks for that. You're welcome. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so you've been doing this for a while. I know you've got more than 20 years in the IT space. Yeah. I don't know when it was that you discovered your passion for mentoring or coaching, but when was it and how was it? Yeah. So it actually caught me by surprise. And, uh, you know, I, I, again, a technical professional, always looking for, you know, the ways our, our organization is going to leverage technology to to do wonderful things. Um, along the way, when I started to to lead uh, individuals, um, you know, I, th- I think at that point it, I, I realized that uh, more so than just getting the work done, I, I now had this responsibility for these individuals to help them. And uh, so that was kind of the starting point was realizing, well, I, ha- I have a bigger responsibility than just now getting this project from start to finish. And so um, I would say probably about, uh, to go along with that, probably about 12 years ago, I had the fortune of working with an outside, at the time, um, executive coach. Ah. And um, that was completely uh, game-changing for me and, and, and how I managed my career, how I you know, my outlook on, on my role in, in my organization and just, you know, how I wanted to, to, to manage my, my role in my career going forward. And one of the, the things that she um, really impressed on me and, and something that really resonated with me was the, the, the concept or the ideal of a, of a personal brand. And at the time, you know, everyone's familiar with consumer brands that we right, interact right. with and purchase right. every day. And I had never really considered that there was any sort of relationship with how um, how companies manage their brand and have all the you know expertise to, to you know to to do that um, effectively, that that would relate to to us as as people as uh, as workers managing ourselves and through through our career and through our journey, and so I think it was that that connection at that point that I realized hmm there's something here that um, that really resonated and uh, it, it excited me. Um, and, and again, resonated with me. But then I immediately, again, thinking about thinking about my team and, and the, the individuals that I that I that I lead, um, I saw some opportunity there to help connect some dots for them as well. And so mm-hmm. I think that was the the starting point. Um, fast forward maybe a couple years after that, um, I was involved with um, 
a leadership development program, RLF, that you're familiar with. That's um, it's where we got an opportunity yeah. to meet. And, uh, during, and say more about that for listeners who don't know what that is. If yes, you would. Regional Leadership Forum. It's it's a uh, leadership development program that is is managed from um, the Society for Information and Information Managers. And uh, so SIM, short for SIM, SIM is a uh, an IT professional organization. And uh, they a long time ago realized that um, leadership development was just a, a huge um piece of their mission statement. And so they developed this program. It's a it's almost a 12-month program, uh, very in-depth, uh, very soul-searching. And, um, and yeah, it's through that program where we got the opportunity to meet. But also it was through that program, too, that uh, I started to also connect the dots in terms of purpose. In, per, in terms of, and then also of, of meaning and 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 uh, you know higher purpose for that I should say and and, and what uh, you know why are we here and you know how does this occupation that I've chosen fit into this person that I am and the things that are important to me and um, and so a lot of things were going on during that time frame we were I was introduced to you know I was being introduced to a lot of different uh, tools and concepts I mean I was studying my personality profile strengths. Finders was, was yeah. sort of kind of hot at that time. And so I was trying to layer those two concepts. And then in walks Elise Cortez with her <laughs> five modes of engagement, uh, which just completely rocked my thinking. If, I don't know if you remember, but um, I think I called you the next day and we were probably meeting within a week yeah. because I had to know more. <laughs> that you know the, the the hour and a half that I think that you spent with the group just wasn't enough for me um and there was just so many things floating through my head that I, I needed I needed to I needed to figure this out and so I think we sat down and, and you you gave me a little deeper uh dive into your research uh which is which is just awesome and again at that point in time it kind of allowed me to kind of put some pieces together to start to realize that hey you know what there there's there's some there's some tools out there and there's some concepts out there that we all could benefit from and understand as we as we develop as we as we march down that path of understanding how others perceive us, which is our leadership brand. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was at that point in time I just started to to really put some things together. Um, will you say just a little bit, just because you queued it up, and since we're also talking about coaching, one thing I heard you say is you said that the the executive coaching you got twelve years ago was a game changer. It was. So what I, it will be great to share with the audience. What was who was Craig before and who was Craig afterwards? Yeah, so Craig before was uh, one that just truly thought that uh, if I just did the best job possible, everything else would take care of itself. Uh, I believe that you you were given a task and you needed to complete that task, and if you did that, everything would be uh, everything would work out. And um, what the executive coach uh, opened, I guess, opened my mind to is the fact that you know in some cases it's not just your work. It's also how you how you carry yourself. It's how you present. It's your it's your presence. I, I like the term leadership presence. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 how you carry yourself in 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 and out of your organization and how others view you and and perceive you. Um, that makes a big difference in terms of how how high you you might rise in the organization or what level that you may achieve in the organization that you uh, that you belong to. So um, so yeah, it was. And then of course the, the the personal branding concept was another piece that just again resonated. And so I think it, it, one of the things that she left me with too that um, that I, to this day I still uh, just emphasize this so much with my uh, with my team is that. In so many cases, um, it's the little things that we do or don't do that mean so much. And um, 
you know, again, at the time, I, you know, I felt like I was successful. I was getting my, my projects done. I was being recognized for the things I was doing, um, but didn't necessarily think that I was getting recognized for the next level or, or, or being viewed or perceived to be successful at the next level in the organization. And so through, uh, through our time together, uh, she, you know, she, she helped me understand that in some cases, it's these little subtle things that are making the difference that are either holding you back or, or in some cases, when you look at others that are, that are, that are, that are moving up successfully, it's little things that they're doing that, that align with their organizations that's helping them move up. And so through our discussions and interviews, we, we, we discovered a few things that were in my blind spot that I, that they, they were just hidden to, to me. I, I didn't, and, and as a result, you know, being able to, to, to make some adjustments with those small items, I feel like catapulted me forward in terms of, you know, where I am in the organization. Well, what a fantastic response. That was so helpful. And one of the things that you said reminded me too, Craig, of earlier on, I think it was late last year, I had maybe August or so, I had on a woman named Karen Coffin on the show, and she does performance impression, she does impression management. Mm -hmm. And really talk about being able to identify your blind spots and how it is that you show up for other people, how do they perceive you? Really important part of leadership, right? So I got that from what you were saying, too, in addition, of course, the behaviors that you're doing. But um, I appreciate that you shared the before and after. That's huge. Yeah. I only know you as the after. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so you've been talking about this idea of leadership brand. What's your brand? Yeah, so, so my brand um, is two parts. One is to, to lead with positive energy and courage. That's one aspect of it. And then the other part of it is to um, is to is to make a positive impact uh, using my my strong business acumen and my IT expertise. And so I'll break those uh, I'll break those out a little bit and, and elaborate, um, you know, why those are important to me. So for one, positive energy. I'm I'm, I'm one of those half full believes totally. that attitude Always makes or break makes or breaks you. So, and, and, you know, I, I'm a, a leader that I'm, I'm working with now in the organization says, you know, he makes the comment that your energy is their energy. And so I just believe wholeheartedly for me and my leadership style, that positive energy is what's going to help me influence and lead my team. And, and if I exhibit the right level of energy, then they'll follow with, with the, the, the level of energy that I'm expecting from them as well. So that's a big part of it. Courage. I mean, who, you know, I just think that, you know, that just courage. It's just it, for me is it, it says it all. It's it's not being afraid to 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 tackle that hard task, that hard project. Have uh, not you know not being afraid to have that hard conversation, whether it's with peers or leaders or you know subordinates. I mean, it, it's it says a lot. So you know, courage. It's a reminder for me to to be bold and to and to not shy and and be timid in any way, but to actually you know press forward and and move ahead. And then business acumen and, and technical expertise, those could, some could probably um, tend to think those might go counter. So a big part of me is um, when, when, you, when you introduce yourself as an IT professional, um, you know, the, a lot of perceptions can get formed. <laughs> yes, they can. Uh, I've, I've been called a geek on call. I've been called. <laughs> so what's important to me is that, that my perception and my reputation is branded strongly in the fact that that I understand business concepts and and the fact that I'm an IT professional and the fact that I can can take a look at IT as a as an enabler for organizations to do something great um, doesn't mean that I don't understand fundamentally what our business is about what our mission is what our goals and objectives are where we're trying to arrive 
as a, as, a, as an organization. And so I, 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 I boldly put that in there because I want to others to make sure that I that they you know they understand that that's a big part of, of who I am and I'm not just a, a geek on call. <laughs> uh, well, you're a lovely geek on call, but you're so much more than that. And you do remind me of a conversation that I just had recently with a prospective organization who is an IT leader as well. And he was talking about the same thing, being able to have an acumen that be, that allows him to be able to draw from his technical expertise to be able to solve business problems, to be able to move the business forward, to dynamically contribute to the decision making of the business in a way that really, really can be a game changer for it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, it's so important. And I love that you articulate that in your brand. Yeah. I mentor a lot of um, of IT professionals who are were in the same are in the same position that I was in, which is, you know, they they get unfortunately labeled as strong technicians, and 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 they're they're brilliant, they're geniuses, and can figure out how to get anything done, uh, you know, with technology. But their 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 objective, their career objective, is to is to move on outside of IT mm-hmm, and right. be broader, be known right. for something broader in IT. So, um, so I, I'm, I'm able to draw from my experiences and helping them, you know, also develop their brand so that they can start that process of being uh, perceived differently than, than they are today. So. Wonderful. And a perfect way to cue us up for our first break already. I am your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Craig Carter, who is a local information technology executive here in Dallas with over 20 years of industry experience. He is passionate about career coaching and helping others achieve their career goals and has developed a unique approach to coaching and developing a leadership brand. He joins me today from my office studio here in Dallas. We've been talking about how he got started into the field and how he coaches. After the break, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of what he actually does. Stay with us. on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A L I S E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Craig Carter, who is a local information technology executive here in Dallas with over 20 years of industry experience. He is passionate about career coaching and helping others achieve their career goals and has developed a unique approach to coaching and developing a leadership brand. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. Before the break, Craig, we were talking about your leadership brand, and you were able to help us really understand it, and you articulated it beautifully. I want to know, partly as I think about that, is it, when you talk about creating your brand, is it also a way for you to remind yourself as to how to behave? Are you trying to align your brand with really who you are, or is it aspirational as well? I think it's a little of, of all of the above, um, to be uh, to be honest. Um, it definitely is a, it serves as a reminder. And so when you when you develop it and and you understand it, then yeah, it's a it's a it's a constant reminder. I, I it's it's a joke. I was presenting um, on this concept about a week ago or two weeks ago, and I threw out the reminder that you know whenever we're going to go on vacation to a beach, mm-hmm. you know you ever cut out the pictures of someone in a muscle magazine with a bathing <laughs> suit and you put it on the refrigerator because you want that reminder. That, you know, hey, before I open up this refrigerator, remember, I got this goal. I, I, I haven't done that, but I like it. I yes. like that idea. Well, I was hoping it wasn't the only one that does that. But, <laughs> uh, but it, it, yes, as when you when you understand it and, and, and it makes sense and then you've spent the time to develop it, then, yeah, it does. It becomes a it becomes your reminder of, of, of who you want to be, how you want others to perceive you. So it does speak to how you're going to behave. And, uh, and you need to be mindful of that every day. I, you know, I like to say that. You know, every interaction we have with others is an opportunity to either build our brand or to erode the brand. And so if you're not mindful of what your brand is from moment to moment, then you're in jeopardy at times of, of eroding that brand through your interactions. And so, yes, it, and it can be aspirational in the sense that 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 maybe there's aspects of the brand that that you're not you're not there today, but that's where you feel like you need to be and or it, it marries up, you know, strengths and weaknesses that you have that you, you just can need to continue to develop and, and, and move forward or move towards. So I think it can be a little bit of, of all the, the three that you mentioned. Okay. I like it. That works for me. And that begs my next question. Does everybody have a brand? So, I, I, you know, I know it's a simple question, and, and uh, but I, I love the question because when I'm presenting on this topic and when I'm meeting with, uh, with individuals and exposing this concept for the first time, uh, it, I get that look like, well, I don't, I don't have a brand. I don't need a brand, and 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 so I have to remind everyone, yes, you do. What what do what do people think about you when you leave the meeting, the conference room? What are what are others thinking about you behind your back or saying about you behind your back? So we we all have a brand, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And so my question is, do we want to be intentional in terms of developing that brand and managing to that brand? Because um, because it's there whether we, we like it or not. I mean, obviously, as somebody who works in the general field of organizational transformation and executive coaching like you do, um, and certainly leadership development, all of this resonates for me. Yeah. But would you say a little bit more about why is it important for us to actually have a brand? Yeah, so it's, it's again, we, and we touched on it just a tad bit in terms of it serving as, a, as an important reminder. Um, but 
it's 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 your opportunity to 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 be intentional and purposeful in terms of who you want to be and uh, and then the and, development of it, I guess, and, and right? The, development the ongoing of it. development of it. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So um, it's our opportunity to differentiate ourselves, uh, to communicate to our stakeholders, to to our leaders, uh, our unique value that we bring. Um, and so, you know, and, and I'm not a you know I'm not a proponent of going around with your brand statement pasted to your forehead. No, it, it's a it's it's how you behave. It's your actions, right? But but yes, it's intentional and it's purposeful, and um, yeah, and it's clear as is the, the unique value statement you bring. So, since I am somebody who is fortunate in the development space, right? Mm-hmm. So, I care about the possibility of what we can be. Mm-hmm. I've been riveted on that for years, and the reason that I do a lot of work that I do that always gets to something that's mutable rather than something that's fixed, like oftentimes a personality, is because it excites me to think of how we can change. Mm-hmm. I can look back on the leader that I was, say, 20 years ago, and it scares me a lot. So I hope there's there's been development, right? So the idea of adding that intentionality piece, and I love what you said about how your executive coach help you understand your hidden spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all of us walk around all the time, right? Those blind spots that we don't know are there that are zapping us all the time. And so I'm really intrigued, and I want to really get into the meat of some of the stuff that you're doing to help your your, your coachees. Um, the process that you use to help others develop their brand. Can you help us kind of understand that? Yeah, absolutely. That? So it's a, uh, and so uh, where did it, let me explain how it sort of developed. Um, you know, so I, I mentioned you and I meeting and, and just having all this information in my in my mind. And, and and I knew that there was something that was just bugging me to get out. I need, this needs to get out of my head. And so, you know, after the, the RLF program and, and again, some more experience just on the job, I finally one day sat down and just said, I need to get this out of my head. I have this picture in my mind and I need to get it out on paper. And so I sat down for, I don't know, a couple of days and finally, and finally this is what came out. And so what it is, is it's really a, a, it's a five-step process. And, um, and the first step is, is self, self-assessment. And so there are, you know, fortunately, so many tools out there for us to help us self-assess ourselves. Uh, Strength Finder. We mentioned Strength Finders. Yep. We mentioned personality profiles, which will give us an indication of, you know, uh, tendencies and how we may operate when we're in a high stress situation or, you know, just you know, how we might communicate and, and, and receive communication. So, you know, that's a huge piece of the puzzle. Um, I even go as far as, you know, discussing a life plan with some of my um, individuals that I work with in terms of, you know, what's what's your what's your higher purpose? Uh, you know, yes, I, I you are where you are in your career and you're working for this organization, but but you know, what's your passions outside of just this particular role? Because, you know, we, we need to look at the bigger picture when you know when we're putting all these pieces together and, and doing a fair self assessment of who you are. And how does the work actually fit in with all of that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is where, you know, modes of engagement. Sort of fits in as well mm-hmm. as a tool too to to plot you know you know it's that intersection of identity and meaning of work and where are you right now and and that can shed a lot of light as well in terms of what really drives you and so it, the the self assessment step is really our phase is really intended to to pull out you know just some 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 innate things that are that are in you that you need to know about yourself as you as you move forward 
And so then the second step is is to do a um, is is, a, is an inventory of sorts. I call it. You know, uh, I think we're all familiar with a, with us with SWOT analysis. I, I I've described this as a personal SWOT analysis where. You you now take the the information you you gathered in that first step that self assessment step, and you and you plot it. You know what are what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are what are the areas that you have to to watch out for. Um, given your strengths, where are some opportunities that you really should be you know you know honing in on in terms of you know either new opportunity job opportunities a new tasks to, to to sign up for at work or or you know weaknesses that you want to stay away from. I share this story. Um, that in, in understanding strengths and weaknesses, um, you know, a, a while back I, I was asked by a leader to 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 do an assignment, and I and of course I, I said it's a leader, so you're going to say yes immediately. So I, I went back to my desk and I, I'm looking at this assignment and I'm thinking, man, this is just not, this just doesn't fit into my strengths. This is this is going to take this is this is going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay up all night trying to get this thing done. I'm going to pull out all the, the the little bit of hair I have left. Um, and I'm going to deliver something that's probably going to be average. However, I, I knew for a fact that there was someone else on the team who this this fit in their their wheelhouse perfectly, and this would be a no brainer thing for them. They'd get it done, and it would be great. And so, you know, I, I went back uh, to to the leader that, that that asked me to perform the work, and I said, Hey, you know, you know, I I have a pretty clear picture of my strengths and weaknesses, and and I just. I just don't think this fits, and and I I think it fits for this other person, and I didn't know what they were going to say. Like, what do you mean you're not going to do the job? <laughs> right. So I was actually a little nervous. But actually, the leader said, "You know what? You're absolutely right." I reassigned the work. The work got done, and it was again, it fit someone's skills. It got done great, and it, it's an example of when you take that inventory and you really understand it, how it can drive the littlest things, even as much as you know the type of work you're going to take on or assignments that you're going to accept. So, this you, you know you take the inventory, you, you have your SWOT analysis, and and then that's when you move into what I, the next stage, which is actually developing the the, the statement itself, the, the the brand statement, and uh, and I mentioned what my statement was, and you know that statement was developed. It took some time. Um, it wasn't uh, you know it wasn't a day process. Sure. Um, it was it was a, you know really analyzing my you know my self self assessment. It was analyzing my strengths and my weaknesses, my opportunities. It was also looking at purpose of, of life. It was also it, I did take a minute to look at the you know, my organization and what what does my organization need to see if there was a way to uh, you know to align any of that as well, and uh, and ultimately you know arrived at the statement that I have that. Um, that I believe, you know, transcends, you know, your current role. It's not, you know, I, I've had the question from some of my, uh, the folks I work with, well, is, is your leadership brand just for the the job you're working right now? Is it just for the company you're currently working for? And and it, I tend to say no. I tend to think that it's it's a it's it transcends that. And and my brand, I, I utilize my brand and I manage to my brand, not only within my organization, but um, I'm involved with some nonprofits, and and I'm it's the same, you know, I'm I'm it's the same brand that I'm I'm you know managing to for those, uh, civic groups, church groups, any organization, any anywhere you find yourself, that that leadership brand typically should transcend, or or at least I find that it transcends, and uh, and is and is relevant there as well. And then lastly, I would say, uh, well, it's kind of two part, but uh, you move into you know you now that you have this brand statement, you know, what do you do? How do you manage it? Uh, how do you promote it? And so those kind of work together. But, you know, the management of it is what I what I like to share is that, you know, it's 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 not it's not uh, it, it's action. 
It's not words. It's not, uh, you know, it's not going around and saying, hey, by the way, do you know that I, you know, I'm a courageous leader? Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. No, it's it's through behaviors and actions. And, and again, I mentioned earlier, it's, it's you know, we have to be mindful of, of every opportunity we have, every, uh, every, every conversation I have in the hallway. Um, so my brand statement with, you know, identifying, um, you know, the positive energy, that starts the minute... I, I, I go up in the elevator at my at, mm-hmm. at my organization um, because I'm interacting with people from that moment. And, you know, if I'm having a bad day, traffic was horrible, uh, that's all good. That happens. But when I walk into the building, I have to stay mindful of who I want to be. And again, it starts from the minute you walk into that building and you're starting to interact with people. They're expecting that. Um, you know, kind of, you know, I, I, I probably didn't mention, but, but during the management piece, we, you know, talk a little bit about brand promise with, with my, um, the folks I work with and that, you know, this, my brand statement effectively is a, is a promise, a promise to myself one, but it's a promise to the organizations that I'm contributing to that. Hey, this is, this is what I'm all about. This is the value I'm going to bring. And I'm going to be consistent with that. And I, I, I talk a lot about that with my, uh, with my clients because, you know, and, and it's easy to talk to them because I, I can share stories like, hey, you know, do you, have you, you know, have you gone into a, to a Starbucks and have it, you know, and, and, and had a poor experience? Did you, did you ever have a, a bad cup of coffee at Starbucks? And if you did, you know, did that change? You know, it's easy to, to, to understand and get people to see that, you know, if, if they have an interaction with you and it's not what you think it should be, well, then, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's a, um, a disappointment there, right? And so, so I share share that story with with folks. But managing and marketing the brand is is that really that last step of just making sure that you're consistent, making sure you st- you stick with that brand promise, and then marketing it is is uh, is pretty. You know, we got a lot of opportunities today. You know, we're you know, we're here on social media with Facebook Live, um, but there's different. You know, there's blogs, there's yeah. there's LinkedIn. I mean, we have so many opportunities to to get the word out. On, on who we are and, and manage to that brand. So, All right, so I want to drill down a few of those things. I, I know, I've said a lot, didn't No, I? you did great. <clears throat> Excuse me, you did great. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that you were able to give the overall framework mm-hmm. before I jumped in on you for, for, for more detail. Um, so first, to start with the social media piece, I, I can't, I think it's so important today as a leader, and certainly we at Insignium are very encouraged as well to join in social media conversations and, and let people kind of know where we're coming from on topics. And what's been great for me is that I've been able to, to interact with prospective um, business prospects, people on the radio show. And when I ask, how did we connect? And they say, well, I started following you on LinkedIn because I liked what you posted. Um, right? I mean, that's it. That's it. And so I just wanted to be able to give our listeners a kind of an example mm-hmm. of how that shows up, Absolutely. right? And how we weigh in on blog posts, exactly. right? How do we weigh in? What's our thought? What's our perspective about something? Helps people understand where we're coming from and yeah. what our brand is. Yeah. Because yeah? I, I get folks that will ask, uh, well, man, I, I don't have any original content to contribute. But that's okay. To your point, you can you can comment on existing content and elaborate and share your perspective, and uh, and and have just as much of an effect as if you would have you know authored the content. Yeah, and then back to your idea or your your notion of cur- courage and being bold. I remember very distinctly sitting in my Southern Methodist University class last. Uh, last fall, I was teaching a class on really, it's called professional seminar, but it's how to get and keep your first job. And we were talking about social media. And I told the students, I said, how many of you, I ask, ask, how many of you use social media? All of them do. How many of you just post and repost? Most of the hands went up. Why? Well, I don't want to put myself out there. 
Well, how about if you just distinguish yourself by saying something about the post? Be bold. Make yourself. Be authentic. Um, and it was so wonderful and gratifying because a couple of the students began doing that. And then they began getting people following them back and asking questions and engaging them in conversation because they put themselves out there. And it's it goes, just beautiful. It goes a long way. Yeah, it's huge. It goes a long way. Huge. Um, another thing that I wanted to delve into, because you mentioned in the, in the personal inventory, after the personal inventory, you talk about you know, your SWOT analysis, your strengths and your weaknesses and such. I have found that especially with technical audiences, they're really keen to understand, what do I do about my weaknesses? You know, you, okay, so there's three strengths, but what about my weaknesses? How do you address that? Yeah, so that's a that's a hard one for me uh, to, to cover because to your point, a lot of people, I mean, we're, we're, it's drilled in our head. Yeah. That, hey, here's where you're not, you know, meeting expectations, right. so you need to, to figure this out. Um, but I, 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 I subscribe to the, the, the Strength Finders notion of really really focusing on your strengths and leveraging your strengths. And I, I do think that, you know, if you have a, a, a glaring weakness that's just, you know, that's going to be problematic, it's going to keep you from getting where you want to be, that there's probably a certain level of competency you're going to have to develop. You're going to have to get it up to a certain, you know, it, it can't be a weakness that's going to hold you back. But I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't want you to spend all your development time thinking about weaknesses and, and coming up with action plans to, to address those without really, you know, amiss, you know, and not thinking about the, the, the strengths that you have and, and really just spending time leveraging those. I completely agree with that. Of course, you know that we're aligned on that completely. The the one kinds of exceptions that I would throw out there for our listeners who are like, what, what do you, the people, for example, are like really big problems with anger management, right? That would be yeah. maybe an example, one example yeah. of you might, might to, want to address that, that one. <laughs> address that one. Yes. Okay, perfect way to queue up for a break here. Already, time flies, yeah? Wow, I can't believe it. I know, I know. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Craig Carter, who is a local information technology executive here in Dallas with over 20 years of industry experience. He is passionate about career coaching and helping others achieve their career goals and has developed a unique approach to coaching and developing a leadership brand. He joins me today from my office studio here in Dallas. We are actually broadcasting this via Facebook Live as well. After the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about how we can use this kind of material in other parts of our life and to continue developing our brand in other parts of our career. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Look among the stars, life is bigger than 
get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning Healthy Living Power Hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A L I S E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Craig Carter, who is a local information technology executive here in Dallas and has over 20 years of experience in the industry. He is passionate about career coaching and helping others achieve their career goals and has developed a unique approach to coaching and developing a leadership brand that we've been talking about throughout the show. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. Um, before the break, you were talking in depth about your the, the approach that you take when you're working with others, and that was so helpful to get some some clarity about that. From here, I'd love it if you could talk a little bit about how might how could your your brand transcend your current role or your current job. And when I think about what's I talked just just today with somebody who said, you know, I'm not sure if I want to stay where I'm at, and I'm trying to figure out where I want to go next, what I want to be next in life. So. You can speak on that. Yeah, so I definitely coach uh, individuals when they're developing their brand to to think broader and bigger than their mm-hmm. current role, even their current organization. Even though a lot of them aren't necessarily working with me to change companies, they're just looking to get ahead and, and improve import, uh, performance and be perceived differently in the organization. But when when working through the brand, um, you know, again, it, it goes back to so much of it is built on your 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 the things that are just innate in you. Your personality profile that's not changing yep uh, you know your your strengths that are just natural those are those are in you um, and so because you because we use so many of those attributes to build the the, the brand statement I, I think it's just natural that it that it's bigger and broader than just where you are today and uh, and, and and I and I coach them to actually think about it broader as well and think about it outside you know in other areas of interest that they're involved with as well whether it's church groups or, you know, uh, volunteering activities outside of their 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 employer, I mean, it, it's still the same concept. I mean, you're you're managing um, to someone that you want to be, which is first and foremost that you're authentic to yourself. But mm-hmm. but it's something that it's it's a perception and a reputation you want to have and you want others to share about you. So when I think about this, what I what I hear, and I can I can envision the many times that I've sat with somebody when I'm doing coaching with them, you, you, we we all get caught in our own realms, our current realm of existence. It's very hard to imagine other possibilities beyond that. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, when you're working with people, do you send them on like a reading quest where you ask them to go and look at leaders that they they admire or aspire to be, to kind of consider getting out of themselves? I do, absolutely. Especially the, 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 the folks that come to me and they have this ideal role in mind. Like, I want to be the chief something or another and uh and i'll always ask them like well do you do you know what they do 
do you know what the chief <laughs> other, you know, person does? Um, and inevitably, they usually can say one thing and then they, well, maybe I don't. And so, yes, I do. I, I send people out to meet with other leaders, other professionals. You know, if it's a job they're looking for, a job role they're looking for, I'll encourage them to reach out and go explore what that job role really entails, not just even in your current organization, but maybe outside or external to other organizations as well. Because because you might find that there's something about that job that, that doesn't fit with, again, your natural strengths and your profile, your personality profile and all that. And so it doesn't align with your your brand and who you want to be for, for lots of reasons. And so that, that exercise is great. And plus, I, I just... I, I, there, there's a book I believe it's called "Don't Eat Lunch Alone." I think yes, I don't know. I think I've got it on my shelf somewhere. You have, somewhere, yeah. you have everything else back there, so <laughs> I'm sure you do. But um, I'm just a big proponent in in getting out and meeting people and and sharing Absolutely. because that's just a, it's it's an opportunity for you to to learn more about other individuals and their roles and their contributions in organizations, whether it's yours or others. Uh, but it's also an opportunity for you to 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 build your brand and show you know show them what you're all about. So definitely a big proponent of that. I, I find that to be hopelessly exciting, right? Um, just as a side note, I'm, I'm currently taking a, a, a leadership class for myself today, which is around really cultivating self-expression and really learning how to enroll other people in your vision as a leader. And in this class, we don't need to say how old I am, but I had a birthday on Monday. But let's just say that I've had a few decades under my belt, right? But in this class, there is this young woman who is, let's see, she told us her age. I think she's 21. When I grow up, I want to be her. She is so articulate and she's bold and she faces her fears and she goes out and she finds a way to get what she wants. And she's 21 years old and talk about an incredible model. She has taught me so much. And so I think the other thing that I hear you say is for all of us just to be really aware and take notice of when we see somebody doing something that we think is remarkable to make make sure that we notice it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there's role models everywhere around us. There they are. In all ages, as, as you mentioned, 21. I mean, even kids, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, kids that you can learn a lot from them. And, and I mean, the kids today are shaped differently than, than when, the, our generation. And so, again, it's just an opportunity to, 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 to learn another aspect. And usually it's bold and courageous that comes out. Yeah. There's fearless, yeah. fearlessness now. That's prevalent. Well, and that's why I wear, the, wear these bracelets. One of them says brave, and the other one says fearless. And they are yeah. my my chingling, you know, they chingle on my arms reminder to, to do yeah, those things. To do so, those things. Yeah, and so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to harness the inner woman that I have in this seminar here through my my everyday deeds. But yeah. um, I'm curious. You were talking before about your own brand as a leader, and you mentioned positivity. Um, is positivity one of your strengths by chance? It is. Yeah, I figured it probably yeah. was. Do you know what the rest of them are off the top of your head? Oh, I'm a re- I'm a learner. Okay, makes sense. Uh, a relater. Okay, makes sense. Strategic seems like that was one of them as well. I had the top five. Is that four? Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to miss the last one. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious, just mm-hmm. because certainly the positivity. I, I have a dear friend in my life who has, he's he is a very, very um, successful uh, sales executive, and he has communication and positivity, and those mm-hmm. are absolutely his part of his brand yeah. in terms of a leader. There's, I mean, he exudes just like you do the energy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's always he's able to articulate any message, and he's also a person, frankly, who needs to talk. Yeah, right. Gets the energy. That's what yeah. I, the energy feeds energy. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you a question about kids because you know that one of my passions is that we as parents look at our children as someone to discover, not someone just to mold, but someone to discover and figure out how to help them make that work in the world. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about what maybe you've done or your perspective on how you might use this material for those listeners who maybe have kids in their life who they want to help. Yeah, but can can first of all, can you imagine um, had you and I honed in on who we wanted to be? Yeah. You know, our presence, our style, or you know, at an earlier age and, and where we would be right now. I mean, that I, I that's just I can't even imagine. Um, so as far as relating the material to, to kids, it, it absolutely, I know the approach and the communication may be different, but getting them to understand, um, you know, the power of, of managing that and owning your reputation at an earlier age. And, and you know, you, you talk, you know, I know a lot of kids fall into peer pressure and all that, and there's, there's things that we can and can't, um, you know, control as parents. But if, if we could, uh, you know, get our kids to, to understand that concept of, of managing that reputation and, and being intentional in terms of how they want to be perceived by by their teachers and by their peers and by other adults and and if that if we could communicate it in a way that resonates with them I, I, I just can't imagine you know how much more successful they would find themselves through school through college you know you know just finding where they belong in life um, you know, how many kids, uh, you know, I think about the, the number of kids that start college, but college isn't really for them because college isn't for everyone. Right. Um, <laughs> there's other fields of, you know, professions that they can fall into. Um, you know, having the courage and, and the boldness because they understand who they are um, to choose that path early on, even though there's so much pressure for every kid to go to college. At least that's that's was my experience and, and still is even as a, as a, as a parent. You know, the, the, you go to school and the schools are, okay, you're college-bound, you're college-bound, but, well, wait a minute, what if my kid's not college-bound? Right. Um, and then, but but all they hear at school is college, you know, here's the college recruitment day, and here's the SAT day, and here's, you know, all these things that are preparing the kids for, for school. Um, I mean, those kids could definitely feel left out. And, and so, equipping them with the, the, the understanding of who they are, their strengths and their weaknesses, and, and playing that into, this, you know, being courageous and bold about just who they want to be, you know, I, I just can't imagine, you know, how, how, how well off these kids would be if, if they were able to get there. What I love about that message, Craig, is that if we can help our, our kids just be able to be, as you say, be more intentional about it, which means that they have to be mindful about it first. So that means we have to raise their awareness about first how they're showing up. Mm-hmm. And, and does that actually compare with how you really want to be? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would that would be phenomenal if we as parents and as community people that work in the community can really help our kids do that would be amazing. A great gift. And I love doing that kind of work. I've done a lot of work, I think, you know, using StrengthsFinder with schools, with families, um, and nonprofits. I I think it's a great tool for that kind of stuff. Which brings me to the next question that I really wanted to get to, because when I think about possibilities, when I think about possibilities of brand and such, and I think about leadership, everybody, not everybody gets to, to start the world as a leader, right? So there are people that aspire to be a leader. And one of the things that I've certainly said to them is, well, if you get into community service roles, a lot of times you get the chance to lead in those roles. You can port that experience back over into your work realm, Absolutely. right? So could you say a little bit about how how can we change our personal brand and how can we maybe leverage some of that community service or other kind of work back at our into our careers? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's a great point that there's so many opportunities to 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 serve and and serve as a leader i mean i i i can't think of a a, a civic organization or a church organization that just wouldn't 
<laughs> that would die for, for folks to volunteer more and be a part of that. And furthermore, take take a leadership role and and, and organize. And so what better way to, to develop and and practice those critical skills necessary to 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 manage people, lead people, get work done, um, understand mission, understand goals. Uh, you, you know, in in, a, in an environment, probably more of a safe environment in, in the first place. No right? question. Um, you know, not an environment where there's millions of dollars possibly on the line if this project doesn't go well. And so, I, I definitely coach um, my individuals to 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 look for opportunities. I know a lot of organizations there's opportunities to volunteer. I don't know anyone that would just say no. Yeah, I don't, I don't want need you. your help. Yeah, nah, I got this. No, most people are going to say, "Yeah, come on, come." If you have some time, yes, please come. And um, and so yeah, and that that goes both internal and external to the organization. So definitely, definitely, there's opportunity there. I can tell you that for me, and I don't know how much of this you know my background, but I I was very involved in community service in here in East Dallas, and really that is where so much of my leadership development came from. My voice as a leader came from, and I mean I got to do things that no organization would have let me do, <laughs> because I was doing it for as a volunteer. Yeah. So I and I was able to port that experience back into my career, and it worked beautifully. Absolutely, I could see the marriage. So we're almost already out of time, believe it or not, Craig. I like to give my guests the last word, if you will. So in maybe 30 seconds, can you just share what would you like to leave our listeners with today? Yeah, I think the, the key thing out of, out of my message is that we all have a brand, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And I'm just a proponent that um, since I'm going to have a brand, since I'm going to be perceived one way or the other, that I'm going to be intentional in terms of what I, how I want others to perceive me. And so that starts again with just going through the process of, you know, who am I, who I want to be and making sure, you know, I, 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 I understand that clear enough that I can I can drive action from that. Right. I, I can drive my behavior from that. So, yeah, those are the that's my key takeaway. OK, great. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show, Craig. Thank you so much for being You're here welcome. with me in the office and getting to do this via Facebook Live. It's just fantastic to have people interact and say hello. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. This has been fun, and it was everything I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, I've I, I viewed your, you know, I've tuned into your your presentations, and you know, I couldn't, you know, I just didn't have a perspective, but now I do, and this is this is awesome. Now you're on the other side. I so, am. so listeners, if you want to reach out and talk with Craig Carter, you can certainly do that about his coaching, his leadership, brand work, whatever it might be. Best way to reach him is via, via email, which is craig.allen.carter at gmail.com, and how we spell that is. C-R-A-I-G dot A-L-A-N dot C-A-R-T-E-R at gmail.com. Join us next week when we talk with Dr. Mike Rucker when we and about effective workplace wellness strategies and why they're important to, to engagement and productivity. See you next week. Remember that work is one third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. See you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. Work.